Everybody in Boston of a certain age, we can all use our Johnny Most impressions with each other. It's a wonderful thing. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Jeremy Irons. Not because that makes any sense. I was inspired by my kids who are growing up in a really weird world. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet columnist Lee Montville, journalist Dan Capel, and psychiatrist Anna Lemke. Here, Lee Montville on discovering the joys of audiobooks, Dan Coppell on collaborating with his cousin and emergency room doctor Robert Meyer, and Anna Lemke on the influence of her patients on her writing. Enjoy. Hi, this is Lee Montville, author of Tall Men, Short Shorts. I wrote my book because I'm about a thousand years old. And when you get to be a thousand years old, you realize that some of the stuff that happened when you were younger now has become, I don't know, the stuff of nostalgia, the stuff of history almost, you know? And so you kind of look back at it and you say, I remember being there. I remember that. And I think it's a good idea to get it down on paper somewhere to save it because you're a thousand years old. And so that's what I did. I said, I was at this 1969 finals playoffs between the Celtics and the Lakers, and I have some memories of all this. And so I started typing. You don't get to do a lot of new things when you're a thousand years old, and this was all new to me. And the people I was working with just guided me through it and took away any fears or reservations I had. And I would say it's a good experience for me. I don't know about it for the listener, but for me, it's a good experience. How much time do we have on this tape? The one that I remember was, I, I can't even pronounce it now, I took a word from uh, Gulliver's Travels to describe Wilt Chamberlain, and the word was probably see, there you go, probignation or something like that. You know, we... We went around that like it was a real hard patch of ice. It's kind of interesting where I quote these uh, two announcers, Johnny Most and Chick Hearn. I kind of try to be a little announcer-like. I don't know if it works or not. Johnny Most, uh, I'm from Boston, and he had a truly distinctive voice, and he he kind of gargled through everything, you know, and... Uh, and so everybody in Boston of a certain age, you know, if you say, what do you think about Johnny Most? They say, I think he was a great guy. And we can all use our Johnny Most impressions with each other. It's a wonderful thing. You know, I once did little television commentaries. There was an ill-fated network called CNNSI that was going to challenge ESPN and it never really got off the ground. But they had me doing these little one-minute commentaries. And I tried to model myself a little after Paul Harvey. Do you remember Paul Harvey? He, was, he did commentaries on the news. And my politics are 180 degrees from him. But he would always kind of talk real quiet and then bang, hit you, you know. He would talk real fast. And, and he would get to the big point and slow it down. 
And I love that kind of narration, I guess. I've never been a big audiobook listener, I have to say, but I think I've become one in just doing this, going through the process. I listened to bits and parts of a few audiobooks before I came to do this. I really liked the Bruce Springsteen audiobook, you know. It was just Bruce talking to me and the way I knew he always would if he's talked to me. I think audiobooks, basically the best time to listen is when you're taking a transcontinental trip or you're driving somewhere, you you know, you kind of just listen. And I'm thinking that the return from the pandemic, people back in their cars again, driving to work and driving to different places, are going to be a, a big thing for audiobooks, that audiobooks are going to pick up even more than they have. I think it's going to be a great thing. And now, listen to a clip from their audiobook. By Lee Montville, staff writer, Dateline, Los Angeles. The drill was simple. Three members of the Boston Celtics would thump down the long basketball court at the University of Loyola. They would weave and pass and run pell-mell with the final step being a layup. Then they would come back the other way. Same thing. Another group would follow. Twenty layups in a row, said Bill Russell, sweatless and without a T-shirt on one side of the court. The troops responded, after a while. For a long time, they would make double-figure assaults at the 20 straight layups. Then a Don Chaney or a Mal Graham would flub a shot. Hi, this is Dan Coppell, co-author of Every Minute is a Day, A Doctor, An Emergency Room, and a City Under Siege. I wrote this book because of my cousin, Dr. Rob Meyer, who's my co-author. When COVID first hit, I was worried about his health, and when he started telling me exactly what he was going through, I realized that this was a story that really needed to be told, that could be really compelling, and that could be really important. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be typical. What I mean by that is that over the past year, we've learned to do things remotely, and this experience with a producer in New York and me in Maine was no different. I realized I had trouble pronouncing the words cystoscope and cystoscopy. I'm still having trouble pronouncing them, actually, and it's quite embarrassing consider those represent two very invasive experiences that I had during the writing of this book. I'm proud that I was able to narrate my piece of this book myself. Um, I've written a couple of other books, and other people have narrated them, and even though they did a great job, I never felt like I came through in them, and I hope that by narrating my piece of it myself and by Rob narrating his piece, both of us come through in, in a more authentic way. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Jeremy Irons, not because that makes any sense, but because his reading of Nabokov's Lolita is one of the great audio performances I've ever heard in my life. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved, and I'm actually still listening to it, I'm about halfway through, is The Meaning of Mariah Carey, Mariah Carey's memoir, which she narrates with absolute brilliance. And I am proud to say that I am a huge Mariah Carey fan and have always been. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks, there are two of them, actually, of course, in the car. 
I make these long drives down to Boston for my medical treatments that I mentioned in the book. And I've listened to dozens of audiobooks on that journey, and it always is relaxing. But I also like listening to them while I go for a walk, which I do a lot. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. It's the second Saturday in March, and Governor Andrew Cuomo has just declared a state of emergency. But if you were to look out the doors of the hospital, you'd agree that the word emergency is an understatement. Ambulance after ambulance is lined up on Eastchester Road, blocking the drive throughs at Starbucks and McDonald's, continuing on toward the elevated railroad tracks and beyond. I can't even see the end of the line. Staff arriving for work can't get close enough to the hospital to park there because of the ambulances snaking around the block, idling as they wait. Hi, this is Anna Lemke. I am the author of Dopamine Nation, Finding Balance in the Age of Indulgence. I was inspired by my patients with addiction and recovery who had taught me so much about how to live a better life, and I was also inspired by my kids who are growing up in a really weird world. If I had to describe in one word what it was like to record my audiobook, I would say roller coaster. And the reason for that is because there are passages that I really loved while I was reading it that made me feel really good about the book, and other passages that I thought to myself, why on earth didn't I edit this better or leave it out entirely? So lots of highs and lows in the process of reading the book. I realized I had trouble pronouncing exigencies, larvae, antennae, malaise, and many others. I learned a lot about pronunciation reading my book out loud. I'm excited that listeners will hear my patient's stories and also get a little bit of a sense of what the work of a psychiatrist is. Certain chapters, I think, really worked out well, and I'm excited for readers to have access to those. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Terry Gross. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is while I'm driving, but I also like to listen to audiobooks in my home, especially at the end of the day when my eyes get tired. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. David's problems began in college, but more precisely the day he walked into student mental health services. He was a 20-year-old sophomore undergraduate in upstate New York looking for help with anxiety and poor school performance. His anxiety was triggered by interacting with strangers or anyone he didn't know well. His face would flush, his chest and back would get damp, and his thoughts would get jumbled. He avoided classes where he had to speak in front of others. He dropped out of a required speech and communication seminar twice, eventually fulfilling the requirement by taking an equivalent class at community college. What were you afraid of? I asked. I was afraid to fail. I was afraid to be exposed as not knowing. I was afraid to ask for help. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash nextlisten.